just a quick disclaimer before we get into the episode. Um, this is not about the real men of Easy Company. This is about the show Band of Brothers. We are not disparaging the legacy and the campaigns of the actual men who fought in World War II. We are simply some friends who want to talk about Band of Brothers because it's our favorite show. And with that being said, enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to, we're winding down this, uh, this adventure. This is part nine, Why We Fight of Band of Brothers. And joining us today, we have Willow. Hi. We have Emma. Hey. And we have Senna. Hello. And today we are going to be diving into the, uh, the trials and tribulations of everything that a war winding down brings. Uh, also the best episode. Yeah, it is. I would say that this is definitely uh, up there. I mean, you know, everyone has their personal preference. For me, it's up there. It's, I think it's okay. I will give it tied with Bastone. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, this episode is... As I previously mentioned, the war is winding down. Easy has moved on from their um, time in the rear in France, and they are now moving through Germany, and they are picking up surrenders of pockets of soldiers, and we start, and we are in, uh, what's the town called? Uh, it's, uh, it's called something. Uh, I think that's great. It's something. It's in Germany. <laughs> anyway, um... What? It's in Germany. <laughs> Somewhere in Germany. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we have Percante and we have Luz. And they're just trying to get some eggs, man. Wait, people <laughs> were the whole opening sequence in the town? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, this is where we open oh. and this is where it starts. And this is where we start talking. What, are you gonna just gloss over Nick's being a pretentious um, <laughs> guy and be like, oh, it's not what? Mozart, or what, it's not Mozart. Oh, and, yeah. I, I, th- here's the thing, I think I blocked that scene out. I had so much written Okay, we can go over it. We can go over it, because they're just sitting there, and I think I, I blocked it out. I want to talk about it. Okay, I'm what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know, really. They said, oh, it was sad. Yeah, and <laughs> I think that's like, why. Yeah. Just the imagery like, of, like, this whole town, like, trying to pick up after disaster, and just, like, these soldiers just, like, tucked in this corner watching them. Like, I don't know. It gives me chills every time. Like, how, how could they have felt in that moment? Kind of knowing that, in a way, that they are responsible for all these people's lives being ruined. But they yeah. also saved them. You I could argue it, that they're not really responsible because the, the their people started the war. But I mean, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, you can make all kinds of crisscross, loop de loop, and like reach for stuff. But yeah, I think why it is upsetting to me, and I think why I don't like to think about it, is because like these people. And I've talked to, like, someone from Germany about this. Like, the average German had nothing to do with it, but their lives were ultimately ruined. Right. And I think, and you just see, like, these, like, groups of people that are just, like, picking up the pieces of their town, and I think I just, I don't like to see it. (laughs) I don't like to think about it, but it's what it... Well, that's what makes this whole episode... This whole episode is painful to watch. There are times you really want to look away, and those are the those are the times where I force myself to pay more attention because that's why this whole show matters. Yeah. It's literally called why we fight. Yeah. It's like, I have beef with that name too, but okay, fine. Bad name. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, that's a thing I have later, but, (laughs) um, so then we get to like, yeah, we'll put a pin in the name. But it's more so a joke. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so then we pick up to, like, a like a month or two prior to when they're 
in the farm town and we see them trying to get eggs. We're going to gloss over whatever Luz does. Um, no, I don't want to gloss over. What did he say to her? He was in there for one minute and she slapped him. Well, good for her. He deserves yes, it. Yes, she was right. What could he have possibly said, though? So uncomfortable to watch. One of the most uncomfortable sh- scenes to watch in this entire episode. I'm just sitting there like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, Ooh. Luz, bro, I know it's been a while, but cool it. Yes, bro. Sir. <laughs> cheers to Perconi for just not having it. Perconte! Not very cheers for not trying to stop him more. It's just Perconti being like, you guys are fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. Reason. This is Perconte, like, rubbing his temples the entire time. Yeah. Because then we get to, um, we get to the main focal point of this episode, which is Nix and his, Nixon and all of his angst. He's his- going through it. Yes. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Anything he that goes- could happen to this man. It's <laughs> insane. <laughs> Like, really, like, you're gonna, like, watch a bunch of young boys die because a plane explodes. You're- but you're gonna make it out. And you need to write to their parents. Yeah. Like, uh, I- I will say, living with that had to- Oh, yeah. Well, this scene dropped a piece of dialogue that I think about when I think about Nixon's character all the time, which is, uh, not bad for someone who's never fired their weapon in combat. Like, there's- so much to unpack there. Well, he was intelligence. Yeah. But, like, even so, like, you would think, like, being on the front line, he'd have to, at some point, maybe use it, but no, he didn't even. Even Dick says, like, with all the combat we've seen, and he's like, yeah, yeah. just haven't. Don't know. Like, that, that is so crazy to me. Like, <laughs> the self-loathing is so potent. Like, <laughs> That, to me, that's something that, like, probably some men in the war did as well, but would never fucking admit to. And Nixon's just like, yeah, I'm, like, a coward. I didn't, like, shoot anyone. Like, what of it? <laughs> because what does he care? He's drunk off his ass. His wife's divorcing him. He's that yet. A bunch of kids just died in front of him. That's the thing, too, about this scene, is this is one of the first time times if not the first time in the show where you see someone question the morality of why they're there and if they're actually heroes. Well, this is definitely the first time we see that from Nyx. Yeah. Five is kind of all about that concept with the lens of Dick. But with Nyx, he always seems kind of unaffected. He makes jokes about the war and like, people dying or it's just like hey whatever but but i i do see what you mean well in the fact that like this is the first time he sort of drops his hubris shield mm-hmm. right like he's he's like holy shit like the war is basically over but like what have we been doing yeah these kids yeah. just like sacrificed sacrificed in quotes their lives for nothing right. they didn't even get it off the plane and, and like, and like, he's so unaffected about being demoted. Yes. Like yeah. he, like at that point, is just so he doesn't over it. Because what does that matter anymore to him when he still right. has to face all this more this mortality and like yeah. To me, Nick seems like someone who like he was only really there for the rank. You know what I mean? We never really get his motivations, but the fact that the one thing he probably takes pride in and gives a shit about, like, it doesn't affect him, shows how much this war has taken a toll on him, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like as much as it's probably, like, dog work, or not dog work, but, like, menial or whatever, he probably enjoyed the aspect of giving, like, home news reports more. Right. Because it meant he wasn't watching anyone die at that point. Yeah. Um, Speaking of home news reports, can't talk about it without um, talking about them breaking into Oklahoma. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, to be a little bastard man and to lead your friends in a jolly song from a show tune. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot that you refer to Luz as Bastard Man. He is a bastard. Because he's like a little changeling bastard man. He's just I always, I always call out him there a doing his thing. This, this episode his bastardly more, things. This episode more than any. Like, usually I was, like, charmed by Luz, but maybe just because this episode is so serious, I was, like, annoyed by him. Like, I was like... Oh, it's not a, a like, I, it's not like he annoys me. It's just he's a little bastard, a little rascal. Like, like, I think, well, I think what sets the tone for me with Luz is, like, whatever he was planning on doing at first, whatever, we're not talking yeah. about it. We glossed over it. But, you know, you really get the sense that Perconte's exasperation, for one, is justified with yeah. all of it, because then he yeah. has O'Keefe. Poor fucking o- oh god. O'Brien, O'Flannery, <laughs> O'Shane. Yeah. Too many demos. Yeah, because he's like, you ain't even gonna, like, see fighting fighting at this point. And he, like, knew that. And you have this kid who, like, wants to fire the machine gun, and he's like, just sit down, shut the fuck up, read a book. I love his monologue here. I love right. It. He's just so yeah. over it. I mean, in this episode, everyone is just, like, so over it. Yeah. yeah. But it, you can see it, really see it with Prakani. He's just like, I'm done. I haven't been home in two years. I've finally gotten to wipe my ass with actual toilet paper this week. This is I just, I can't, I can't deal with this shit anymore. Yeah. You can really see with them, like, obviously, Kante has been there years, and you can really see the difference between him of completely losing his innocence throughout the whole thing with it being war. You gotta do things that you would never do in a million years in a different time or whatever. With O'Keefe, it's completely different. He's got no idea what they've been through or what he could face so at that point. Yeah, the war's nearly over, but he doesn't know what's going to happen between them. So I think yeah. you can really tell as well. He's all like, oh, yeah, like, let me out him and all that. He's not got a clue. Perko seeing and thinking, you've got no idea what's going to happen to you, what, how you're going to feel. I think that really yeah. pisses him off as well because like, I was exactly like that and now I'm like this and the sooner you realise what's going to happen, the easier it's going to be for you and you, you're going to take it better as well. It's not going to be as hard on you when you when you see things that, like what he's seen and what he's been through. So I think that's what, I think it, can, it gets like quite annoyed about that. You, you can see it as he's, going, as he's saying the whole speech. And I think, like, like I'm pretty sure their last round of replacements didn't even jump anywhere. It was just, yes. like, they, they were basically just shipping them in infantry style. Like, it's like mm. you have no idea what the past year of combat has been and the year prior to that has been. Mm. He, he says something, he says a line about, like, um, like, oh, you replacements replaced Takoa men who you got killed in the first place. Right. Like, yeah. The, yeah. the line in the sand that he has drawn of, like, replacements versus us is yeah. so, like, aggressive. And it's always been aggressive in the show, but, like, Perconti always seems to be the one who, like, draws that line in the sand and is like, you aren't ever going to be me. Well, <laughs> in the intro to episode four like, when they're talking to the veterans, McClung said, and this is, like, it ties into this, he, they didn't even want to become friends with replacements, because, right. like, they would get killed, and then they're like, well, shit. Right. Babe, yeah. Hashi, and Garcia got through, though. Yeah, because they, they made it through, and they proved their worth, but, like, you have someone like Miller, who lasted 15 minutes. This, I mean, I'm not talking about replacements right now, but you see, like, a replacement, and you see, sort of, where that anger of Percantes comes from. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. But what but also I love about, I don't know if it's the actor or the writing of Perconte, but every time he, like, snapped at O'Keefe, he immediately has this face of regret. Like, he knows, right, like, yeah. fuck, this isn't about O'Keefe. This is about me. I was an asshole. Yeah. But he never takes it back, either, which is fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is what is he what is he gonna say? Because first of all, they're men. I'm men sorry. don't right. men don't apologize. Men don't yeah. recognize their emotions. But <laughs> um, making generalizations. You're right, though. Let's generalize about men. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So then we, I think, go to poker night. 
We got right. casual larceny. Yeah. yeah. We're, a tiny bit of petty theft. But he doesn't even steal anything. It's just property damage. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I, I do like the one thing that I always like listen for before he leaves. And this is just my thing when um, Harry's talking about how Ike is gonna let the um, Russians have Berlin, and Spears is like, Ruskies. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. It makes no sense. Some of Spears it's like the first laugh, time, it's like the first time you see him laugh, and it's like, hang on a minute, <laughs> is this the same person? <laughs> and it's like, but you're like, what exactly are you laughing at, sir? Like, what's the concept of Russians being funny to you. The name Russians is silly. I really couldn't tell you. <laughs> but also, a tiny bit of Harry Welsh in this episode ain't a bad thing. Always love isn't. to see a little man. No. It <laughs> like, isn't. We love to see it. Oh, we adore it. Good I man. Really I was excited that Lipton was there. I'm like, yay, he's having fun. He's making for what? Miserable life. Mom's having fun. Mm. Mom's night out. Oh my god. A wine night. Literally. <laughs> A paint and sip. Um, and then, um, then they go to the next day. We find out, um, Nixon's being divorced. Taking the dog. <laughs> King, I, I find you it, will get through I, it. <laughs> he, oh, I know he gets more annoyed about him t- his wife taking the dog than she does his kid. And honestly, yeah. it's a mood. It is a, it's a mood. It <laughs> yeah, really like I would be the same. Yeah, like please. Um, well, I think that's like a thing. Like I think he shouldn't have married his wife in the first place. I've read, but like how Dick is so nonchalant, and he's like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> Literally, yeah. like. And then he's like, you okay, bro? And he's like, ugh, she hates that dog. (laughs) Yeah. Also, yeah, it's like, (laughs) well, also, what's he gonna, he's not there to take the dog himself. It's kind of a bitch move to divorce someone while he's off fighting a war. Well, that happened (laughs) a lot, if you recall the Dear Babe letter. It happened to Spears. It happened to Spears, didn't it? It did, yeah. It did. He was like, he sent all of his stuff over, all the silver, yeah. and then she went and married someone else. Well, I think, well, I thought what happened with Spears <laughs> was um, he married who he thought was a widow, but then her right, husband yeah. came, her husband British came back. Mm. He was like MIA or something. Yeah. yeah. And he was presumed dead, and then he came back, and she's like, peace out. Peace out. <laughs> Same brain. But, um, also, I think the most iconic scene of this entire series happens, and that is the blood on the risers. Right. Oh, yeah. When they're traveling. Yeah. Um, and I just love how, like, they sort of talked about how that happened, like, where Scott Grimes was literally, like, teaching them how to sing it (laughs) in the podcast. (laughs) Right. Because I, like, I literally made a joke at one point. I'm like, I want to see the footage of Tom Hanks, like, being, a like, a preschool choir teacher and being like, okay, boys, <laughs> stop moving. But then to find out that it's Scott Grimes, like, <laughs> teaching them all. But that is such, like, a good scene, and it, like... But they did, yeah. they did harmonize very well. It they did. really did. <laughs> and it really, like, to me at least, it hits for some reason. Like, it just feels very poignant. Mm. Well, it because like a bit of brotherhood, not to you know. That's yeah, yeah. Like, like especially like when it pans to like like when Doc Rowe was like mouthing along, I was like, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> little smile. Little spot. It's like, oh, he's having fun for a second. Like it's just like a little moment of like relief. Like this yeah. show is so good about like we're gonna hit you in the face with something awful, but first. Yeah. happy boys singing yeah and it's like they were they had to like go on these like truck rides for like days on end because they were in like mid-south germany and they were going to bavaria so like they were on that truck ride for a while that like caravan queen of german geography (laughs) (laughs) but 
like they were they were like going to like the southernmost part of it and they're going to Riveria, the birthplace of national <laughs> <laughs> which i wrote web i can't stress enough to you how little was and sparky care about that right <laughs> wrong audience king they're just like, Les is literally just like this isn't your conversation what, did we ask like it literally like was it just like what the fuck is a Bavaria? <laughs> He's like, isn't that like what they put in donuts? <laughs> I was just like, Webb, why do you do this? He did the same thing with Neunen. Vincent Van Gogh was, was born in Neunen. About- yeah. <laughs> wrong about Neunen, though. Right. Just shut the fuck up, Web. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this goes to the truck scene when they're all just like sitting there. We will get to like the incredible king Joseph Liebgott trying to make friends. But yes. I have a theory that none of them can read and Janet is the only is like, well, I'm reading an article, but I can't read, so it just No, I think I think Janovec could read, and that's why Les was asking him, and he's like, well, I need to get some information here. I have a genuine theory about that article, though. What? Was it all pictures? No. Yeah. It was an actual theory. Because just the way that Janovic, like, reads it, I always thought he was reading about the possibility of, like, anti-Semitism and, like, camps. Like, the way he's like, the Germans are, like, bad. Like, really bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, it seems yeah. like he couldn't comprehend what he was reading. Like, it's almost- Wait, does this theory mean that Nixon can't read either? Yes. Wow. Neither can David Webster, who studied <laughs> literature. Definitely can't read. Yeah. We've got only the comics because they're pictures. He can right. read pictures. He's Flash Gordon, mostly. Yeah, because they're pictures. And the most they say is like pow, zap. Bang. Like That's I don't what goes off in my head at least six times a day. <laughs> but yeah, and then we have this like a really cool break from like the sort of contention that you see between Webster and Liebgott, like them straight up hating each other. And you see it at the end of eight where like sort of Liebgott reanoints him back into easy company which maybe he was waiting for the approval of but like we've got like talking to him like a person right <laughs> a person instead of like an annoying rat that snuck into his boot uh, like he's like trying to like flex about how good their lives are gonna be well his life is gonna be after the war um but this a nice Jewish woman with big soft titties and a smile to die for it. That's me. Sorry. Who <laughs> among us doesn't want that? You're not special. Honestly, honestly, who yes. amongst us does not want a nice Jewish woman with big titties and a smile to die for? I'd love that for myself. I do love how Chrissy Webb is. Like when he says big soft tits, Webb makes his face like, don't say that. Like, Webster's like, I have never. Pearl Clutcher. Pearl Clutcher. <laughs> I have never even looked at a woman, and if you have, you're disgusting. Literally, I was like, Webb, <laughs> you're a grown man. I need you to act like it. Like, it's really necessary for me. He was waiting yeah, for that, marriage. But then the way he gets, like, prissy when Lieb's like, what, you haven't finished college? But you talk <laughs> about it all the time. I, I wanted to, I wanted to be like, uh, Sir, uh, technical sergeant for fourth grade, Joseph Liebgott, you're 30. Why does it matter? <laughs> Literally. Acts like he's 19. Ugh. But, like, I love, he's like, wow, with all the times you talked about, you, like, told me about it. And he's like, I haven't told you anything. <laughs> you just like, happened to go over here. It's just his big rat is. That's what it is. His big ratty yeah. boy is. <laughs> Just like they're like satellites, he's just he can just like tune into like different frequencies on different conversations. Webster opens his mouth and it suddenly it's just <laughs> hello. Yeah. But like I, it's a really that's a really like sweet scene of like crying. Yeah, like when Webb clearly like flares up and is like, "Oh, don't talk about school." 
Weeb's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who fucking cares about school? Like, he's trying to be nice to Webster in the worst way, but he's trying. But it also feels like that person that you become friends with, like, with three weeks left in the semester, because you know it's almost yeah. over, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> eh, might as well try. I don't think Leave What can have a serious conversation with someone, like a nice conversation with someone without accidentally offending them and not even realizing that. It's like oh, every well, single thing he says, he's offended someone. Yeah. Constant foot and mouth disease. <laughs> <laughs> he has an expiration date on all his relationships. Yes. <laughs> the minute the war ends. <laughs> I mean, that's like true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he disappeared on him. I mean, we do not about talk disapp- about it. Like three <laughs> of them did, though. Three, three of them did just disappear. Yeah. But Lee that's another Diddy thing. And that's another story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and then is the next scene when they go into the next town and Webb has his breakdown? Not. Yeah. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. But first, that we will talk about. Yeah, first thing the next one. Secure. I think this one. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, they like take over that like apartment building. Right. Yeah, with the teddy bear. You were. Yeah. yeah. All I remember. <laughs> I love, but I love that like classic American response. And it's really exemplified by that, where, like, if you don't speak someone's language, you just yell English yeah. louder at them. Honestly, so do English people. So do English people. I know, it's literally, like, you hear someone, like, speaking Spanish or someone. I don't, I want to I want to preface this, I don't do this. I have family that does this, so I've seen it. But, like, you don't speak their language, and they're not, like able they're speaking very broken english so you just start going louder at them and that's exactly what spears did i was right dying when lee was just going get out get out over and over i was like <laughs> this is so rude he's like, like you don't speak. get out get out like it's like web speaks bad german you don't speak it either asshole idiot <laughs> so funny they should have trained him more like, when he they said German's as good as mine, what he meant was, oh, we both feel bad it's German. <laughs> Tell me, oh, uh, what point the line, in all of Germany, I haven't met, met a single Nazi. That's mm-hmm. another good line. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because... Yeah. Well, I think that goes in... I could be completely wrong, but, like, people were Nazi party, like, politically... But not like, but they tried to claim that they weren't Nazi Nazis, yeah. like that were doing the camp shit. Nazi party. Some people were just like, oh, I'll support them and like tell them if like say American soldiers are coming to find your encampment, you can mm. get that. Yeah. But some people just like, oh, it's better safe than sorry to just say I support the Nazis. Yeah. And, and this is like, funny. like this is literally like what like my friend has said she's like a lot of people had no choice they just became it so their families wouldn't be killed like men Mm -hmm. went to the front lines so they wouldn't have anything bad happen to their family Mm -hmm. and like I'm not excusing it I'm just saying like in those circumstances even if you're not a bad person you're gonna do what you're told Mm -hmm. right gray area of but it's not right at all it's in no way right it's the worst thing that they could have done and they're not proud of it as they shouldn't be I know, don't take my word for granted, like, at all. I did this in year nine history about four years ago, so I don't remember a lot. Um, a lot of it for people actually joining the Nazi party, especially, like, even before World War Two, with, like, Hitler Youth and everything, a lot of it was fear factor because they would literally just go up, grab the kid, force him into, force him into marches, and from that point on, he was a Nazi. So a lot of the time they were made to do it and they were so scared, like, to do anything else because of the repercussions they're going to get killed never see each other again for whatever reason whatever again well, not excusing it at all because it wasn't right but like and then you have the of, like like kids who came out of like hitler youth and were like 
my mm-hmm. allegiance is not to my family anymore. It's to the fear. And like, I, I've heard yeah. like stories of like young men pulling knives on their parents yeah. and mm-hmm. saying like, don't yeah. disrespect my leader or something. Yeah. And like, that's terrifying. And that's not mm-hmm. uh, good at all. Mm-hmm. I can't even say that though. Cause that's like to draw a parallel. That's like stuff that's happening with yeah. us now, but that's, that's hard. Yeah. To... Right. It's not, <laughs> exactly the same because no like the greatest evil of humanity period yeah but it's yeah there's I mean there are similar sort of things I guess it's the it's the early indoctrination blind following yeah yeah Yeah. for sure Mm. but anyway Anyway. (laughs) back on some sort of track um, you s- I think, okay, this is where you sort of have O'Keefe get a taste of the brutality where you have the German soldiers yank the three in hiding and just bullet to the head. What, weren't they French soldiers? Yeah, they're French soldiers. French, oh. And I think they'd be German shooting German soldiers. To which I say, good, shoot <laughs> yeah. them all in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... What, the French? Yeah, the sh- French shooting the German, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, <laughs> French. French, but don't, don't tell them I said it. I have opinions <laughs> on the French. I won't yeah. even deny it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like, and that's the first time, like, like, Perconte literally, like, looks at it, it's like, you signed up for this kid. He, he shrugs, <laughs> leaves, smiles, and throws a baseball, and I was like, what? This is the war. Yeah. Like, similar to the attitude that Nixon is exhibiting, like, that little, like, exasperation from Webster as well. He's just like, fucking, sure, I guess. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, that, but also the scene, jumping backwards a bit, the scene where Webb and God are talking, and Webb just casually throws, throws in a sentence about being Jewish. It's like, to remind you of what's going to happen next. And it's like, it's... Mm -hmm lie and it's uh shady and i don't like it what, what line did he throw in about being jewish he yeah, was like i'm gonna marry that. a nice jewish girl Please yeah oh uh, uh, yeah he said web threw that in there I was like, <laughs> no i'm sorry <laughs> i was a bit confused <laughs> um but the juxtaposition between, like, Dick's line of, look at them, even defeat, they still know how to march with pride, and Webb just screaming, ignorant, servile scum at them. Like, you have horses! What were you thinking? Like, I hate that scene so much. Webb was like, down. See, I, I always interpret Nick's as not as exasperation, but, like, I, und- I believe, I feel what this fucker is yelling. I think they all kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, it's, it's like they're surrendering at this point. Like, what are you going to do? Right. We, what, we, we beat these guys. You don't got to tell them. But what the fuck are they doing here? Drag their ass halfway around the world. I know every one of Webb's lines. I'm sorry. I have a bias. <laughs> it's, no, it's but, just, like... It's, I, I hate this scene so much and I also hate the scene where he yells at that baker so much because of what happens an episode later where he's so harsh to leave God about shooting a possible camp leader it's like oh so you can do it but when an actual Jewish person is is wants to kill a Nazi it's bad and you have to stop them shut up. I, I hate, I hate what it is it is weird because it seems like Webster's thing only comes from like the passion of the moment and like feeling that hatred then but mm-hmm. as soon as like the war is over and he's like had whatever conversations at the crossroads with other german guards he's like huh like he don't want to know anymore he's like, yeah. He cat. yeah i mean he he probably I, like had moved on and he was like i'm going to the pacific i don't care yeah. he, I he gives us go- sorry oh no you go it gives off kind of at the end of it, like especially like um, when they go to kill the, the um, like the the guy from the concentration camp. 
he gives us sort of like a forgive forgive and forget attitude like okay yeah okay I did what I had to do now I don't care I just want to go like you did you did what you did I did what I did let's just forget it and it's like kind of like it's not the best attitude to have considering everything that is but, not the right attitude to have with Nazis anytime. No. no. <laughs> Once well, Nazi, always a Nazi, shoot them in the fucking head. Yeah. I always yeah. interpret, like, maybe Webb, Webb definitely shouldn't have ignored the Nazi part of it, but I really no. think yeah. Webb's anger and, like, concern was for Liga, in a way. Like, I think, like, mm. he was like this is personal to you. Like, you're just, you just want to kill someone. You're not going to ask yeah. any questions. And he should do it. He should get to do it. I think he was just tired of death. Unnecessary death. Yeah. 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 Look away if it doesn't suit you. I'm sorry, this episode is going to be full of Jewish rage. That's And and rightfully so. Yeah. But, like... I know. But, like, he... But it is. It's like, I get what you mean, Will. It's like, come on, keep that same energy. Like, Mm. you gotta be one way to keep that way. You can't just suddenly decide that you're okay with not, not being not okay with being angry at Nazis. I think you and only you're angry. the only one who gets to threat people with a gun. <laughs> I think he was angry at Nazis. I think he just didn't want his fellow soldier to regret doing something. Like I think he was just looking at it from his own perspective as a non-Jewish person who doesn't understand Liebgott's deep pain and hatred that he just doesn't share where he's just seeing it as you just want to shoot someone like are you going to be okay with this to be fair leave got is been pretty okay shooting anyone anytime (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's his favorite activity basically but i really think it was more of a genuine like concern thing and it had very little to do with nazis Mm. i think if you if a jewish person comes up to you and says to you I want to shoot a Nazi. You oh. say, I'll f- help you find one, and I'll help you find a gun and hide the body. That's yeah. True. yeah. That's, I can agree with that. That's appropriate. You, it's yeah. not Webster's place as a goy to police Liebgott's Jewish rage, and especially when it comes to, na- comes to Nazis, you do not police our rage. We yeah. can be angry as we want to be. Thank you very much. We will kill well, any Nazis. Yeah, and, like, this is, like, in, not to, like, get into episode 10 or, like, skip too far into the episode, but, like, seeing that, like, 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 seeing, like, that happen to your people with your own eyes mm. and being, like, if I had been living in my homeland, would have been me. This could have been me. Yeah. Well, that's and, definitely- seeing your, and seeing yourself in all of that, like... That's definitely when we get into, like, Lieb having to talk to the prisoners, like, when we get to the prison camp, like, yeah, the whole, mm-hmm. like, that's the whole feeling that you get this whole time with Lieb. Right. And even, like, like, and, well, here we are arriving, like, at that town where they find it, mm-hmm. like, it, the feeling in the forest when they're all out on that patrol it mm-hmm. sets up so well, so eerily, and you're like, right. your stomach is like, what is it's about like to happen? Because it's like, you just see like the mist in the trees, and you are like, what and is it's about to happen? Quiet. And the way that they frame it, when the when Easy comes upon the camp, you never see it. You only see their faces. Right. But here's the thing, like, like, and then they have the wide shot. You don't even see their faces, but you like sort of feel this like like, dead, like, holy fucking shit. Like, what what are we looking at right now? It's so well done. It's capital A acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, for sure. This entire scene was, was, uh, chef's kiss capital A acting. Well, Well, like, I think they said that none of them wanted to see it beforehand. Right. Oh, yeah. They would, like, have that effect of seeing it for the first time. Yeah. Well, this just seems like, from an acting standpoint, this seems like such an insurmountable kind of thing to act. Like, oh, I have to pretend that I have stumbled upon a Nazi camp. How yeah. the hell did they didn't know existed? They didn't know right. Nazis. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. do you even tap into that 
feeling into that rawness. Like I, I, I give my props. I will, you know, clown the B.O.B. cast to the end of time, but I give my props to them. For how like well, I, yeah. they were chosen for this, like these roles for a reason. Yeah. And I yeah. think that this particular, even if you watch no other part of the series, you just see this part of like all of them being reactionary. It really shows you like the, the depth that they had to go to. And, just, yeah. like, and, and to actually put themselves in the men's shoes. And just like little things, like the moment Nixon steps into the camp, he takes off his helmet. Because this isn't about soldiers in war anymore. This is about humanity and being well well then spear is just like frozen yes frozen like he i think this is where for him his development to becoming more not understanding but like not as cold as he seemed happened because he's like i was fighting a war about humanity this is about more than me and my country yeah. Right. Here's the thing. People say that this is the last just war that America fought. And I really resent that statement because in hindsight, of course, we now know that it was the most just war, but they didn't know about what they were doing to Jewish people and Roma people and um, Polish people and LGBTQ people. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Until they found the camps. That is not their reason for fighting. Which is right. why, yeah. why we fight. Like, I mean... I don't like that name at all. It's just, You're not... They, they tried to frame it as like, oh, we're fighting to liberate all these people. They didn't know that those people were there. They weren't yeah. fighting. Well, I believe because of, of like, having to starting in the 30s with the appeasement of Hitler, I'm pretty sure most governments knew what was going on, but they're not telling their citizens that. They're not telling their soldiers. They're just like, you're going to go to war. You're going to fight for your country. But, like, it's like, what, like, why? For why? Yeah. In Japan, Some like, Some people are very gung-ho about war, whatever you, no matter what, what it's for. Yeah. I mean, but, like, you could, like, argue that, like, a clear, <laughs> gonna bring up the Pacific, Pacific again, a clear, <laughs> like, clearly attacked on American, yeah. not American yet, on, on soil that, territory that you shouldn't own, but you do, um, <laughs> there was a um, you're, you're like, oh, okay, we gotta go beat your ass, but, like, we're, essentially, the war in Europe was thinking that they were just going to help. Right. Hmm. But it was like, all ego and then like Yeah. Well for the longest time, like America was like staying out of it, it's not all problem. Like they didn't join the League of Nations. So late. Right. We're so late. <laughs> like, sorry, can't do anything about it, love. <laughs> <laughs> Why the British accent? I was gonna say America has the British accent. I mean they I'm sorry. I was thinking about it like a like a YouTuber that I watch, and I was just like replicating. It's fine. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, but but it's it was a literally accent. It's fine. We can't even say it ourselves. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it was like it was literally. I mean, for some people, particularly Jewish soldiers you you come across these things and you're like oh okay to me this was personal what's it is it personal to these other people though right right well, that but was like they also didn't know well that was why like when nick's i mean when dick is like oh lipton find me leave guy i was like don't do not <laughs> right <laughs> like fucking get webster again if you're gonna do this right <laughs> i hate that they they made leave got jewish they put him in the situation where he has to see his people suffer so much. And I get why they did it, but I hate it. I get yeah. it, but also they didn't, like, if you're gonna go for it, go all the way. Make this a Liebgott-centric episode. Yes. Like, show then we is, like, there's just that one throwaway line from Bill 
in like episode it might have been episode one where he's like one, uh yeah. a jew oh and, yeah when when lee god says square the fuck up yeah. and rightfully so and i will forever cheer him on for that he's the king oh, he said square up bitch let's go like yeah you say something bad about jews i'm gonna fucking kill you like make this an opportunity though to point out how much anti-semitism is was just prevalent in the soldiers mm-hmm. back then Right. If you're gonna make an episode where you re- you reveal a camp, make it about the Jewish soldier. Make it about the Jewish experience and the Jewish story, because otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? Don't just like use him for that particular painful scene. Right. It's sort of like torture po- porn to watch as a Jewish person. Because then they like. Like, I think it is either before or after the camp. Like, they have that, like, weird bit where they're like, hey, this is this is still about Nixon, where he's in the house of the woman. Right, yeah, yeah, before that. And it's like, and he sees the dog, and it's like, first of all, shut the fuck up about the dog. Not the right. dog. <laughs> Not the dog. Enough but- about the dog. It's been 20 years. <laughs> Get your <laughs> jokes. Well, it was just like, it was such a weird, there's some weird tonal things where, like, like, they wanted to show, like, oh, like, this Nazi had a wife and a dog, like you, Nix. Like, they're just like us. And I was like, why do we need this? That was a weird, that was a weird flip, like, because then they mm. show the camp. Right. right. <laughs> I don't like, want to know a thing about that son of a bitch's life. He deserves <laughs> to die. Yeah. Well, he and was dead. She was a widower. In the credits, she's good. a widower. <laughs> So I'm just I'm like, like zero sympathy for German people. If okay. you're German and hearing this, just know that there are Jewish people that despise your country. That's sure all I'm gonna say. Sure I know. But like, um, but then you, but then like, they force they they then they use Liebgott again and they force him to tell. It's so painful to watch. I, that is, this is like. Scene is so, I'm gonna say this, I'm Jewish, I've, my great-grandmother's family died in Auschwitz. It's so hard to watch, but it's also very important because there are people in the world right now who are denying that it happened, and like, what you need to show those kinds of things so that further generations can know about it no like you need to show all of the the hard parts the dead people the like talk about the gassing and the, the fire and you need to talk about it so people would know there are some stuff that they included in this camp that I don't think they had. I think only Auschwitz tattooed their prisoners, but they, the prisoners in this camp uh, had tattoos. It's like, if you're doing it to show that it happened, then that's good. But at some point it gets to like a, a point of, it's it's just like pain porn and like it gets so hard to watch right yeah like like watching like first of all watching Lieb's face when they're talking to that one prisoner and it's revealed like the prisoner repeats Juden Juden and anyone a brain can figure out what that word means (laughs) watching his face as he just, like, has to tell his superior officers, like, uh, these are my people. (laughs) Christ, it is. And then him, like, his voice breaking as he does his best to explain to the prisoners that they have to lock them back up in this living hellscape. Oh, my God. I remember this. I hate that bit. I really hate that bit. Three times I rewatched this scene. I was just in tears the whole time. It's so, oh. this is, the entire camp scene is just so rough. Mm-hmm. And so, props to the, to the props team. Oh, they, yeah. The set dressing mm-hmm. and the actors who played the prisoners. Yeah. Wow. They pull yeah. any punches. Yeah. And this just, just all, uh, who, the, the, old man man. Played the man that they were talking to, he was great. Oh my god. The old man who hugged Janovac. 
Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. That, uh, that's rough. And that's like, rough. and like them like saluting. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Like, like when, like when that prisoner salutes Perkanti and he just like salute, salutes back because he's like, why the fuck do you care about me at all right now? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You? Like this is not about ranks or status. Like you can tell he's like so bewildered. Like, yeah, yeah. I should salute it- you. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <sighs> One of I, I just the toughest scenes in this okay. entire show, and then they just like don't mention it again. Yeah, yeah. They they like, and then they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. we're pulling focus back to Nixon. He's right. gonna run through the camp, and he's gonna make eye contact with that woman again. It's like, this- well, well, that fucked up thing happened. Back to Nixon. <laughs> Well, there was this, it really, it makes me so irate, where they, like, they call back to that classic imagery that, I think, what's it, is it Boy in the Red Pajamas, where they have, like, they have, like, one person in, no, it's in, um, Schindler's List, they have one girl, a little girl in, like, a red coat, the red coat, right, and they give it to the fucking Nazi widower in the Mm. camp, I was literally, I almost turned off I was like, I love this episode, but I can't with that. Goyim yeah. people, Goyim, just shut the fuck up. The I never want to. I, I know the the man who directed it is Jewish, and like respect to him, but like, I, whoever wrote this, just don't don't touch the, the Holocaust. Yeah, I, mean, I. But this the like imagery of like her like physically like trapped and overcome in this sea of bodies that like she played part in making yeah. is so, like, chilling. And the way that Nixon just watches her, just, like, not, he's not gonna help her at all. Oh, just, the, oh, so is he supposed to have sympathy for you? Like, what do you yeah. expect? Am what I supposed to feel... Him? It's yeah. literally, it's like... That they made the German people uh, clean up the bodies. It's like, yes, you should <laughs> be ashamed of what your people is doing. You should it's literally, like... Nothing crazy though. They say like martial law ages like was it, fifteen what? to eighty. Fifteen to eighty. Says, was it? I don't know. Yeah, able-bodied. A big range. But, yeah. but it's like, but it, it's literally like that meme. It's like, am I supposed to feel bad for that bitch? I don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Choking John. Yeah. What What do you expect? Like, burning hell. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's, like, this episode is, like, a good post-mortem for the Holocaust. Mm. Uh, Because it's, like, it's, because they they obviously didn't know that it was happening, but, like, you, with then, with the knowledge that they had it in 2000 or 2001. That, that, to me, that does stand out from other, like, Holocaust-centric and World War II-centric pieces of media where, like, I didn't, like, I'm not really a big war person, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so, like, I didn't know that, like, American soldiers didn't know about the, like, Nazi camps, like, I kind of was like, oh, obviously, that's why they fought, like, that's why I would fight. Propaganda, that's American propaganda, right? Well, this really does a good job of, like, like, when Bercanti's like, I don't know what we found, and Colonel Steve's yeah. like, talking to Major Horton, like, uh, you have to see this. I don't know what's happening, but I know it's bad. Well, there's also, I think, was it James Matteo who said in the podcast that Perconi himself told him that he wasn't in the camp. And he's no, that was Malarkey. He wasn't, was it Malarkey or, or that was That was Malarkey. Malarkey right. wasn't there because Malarkey was sick. Right. Oh. Huh. So, but he was very upset that they put Malarkey in the camp. Yeah, because, like, that would just, like, to me, that does feel like, I mean, you want, like, your, like, bigger, like, cast members there, but it's Mm -hmm. also, like, if it's not true, why are you, I mean, creative license, and that's sort of, like, I mean, I just didn't really, I didn't even see Malarkey, you know, I was really focused on, um, I mean, the scene in the camp, you can kind of rewatch or pause and follow certain soldiers, but I mean, yeah. my eyes were pretty much constantly on Perconti, 
um, because of his scene with O'Keefe. Um, yeah. And so that part where Picani sees O'Keefe sitting there, he's like, hey, are you okay? And it's like, well, O'Keefe got to see his literally his part of horrors. Yeah. And also yeah. he got what he like, wanted. He immediately yeah. calls him O'Keefe. He calls him by the right name because yeah. like mm. they're not there's no lines in the sand of replacement versus Tacoa or whatever. Like we're all experiencing this horrible, like this monstrous thing that seems impossible to have occurred. Well, and that's just like that for for Easy Company specifically. That's just one more kick in the gut yeah. of their yeah. war experience. Mm. It's like the, they the, this entire scene the the way that it just keeps going on and on and on and on. It gets really painful, but it's also important to know that they burned people alive and oh, they yeah. tattooed them mm-hmm. and that they what was it they had train carts full of dead bodies and they just left yeah. dead people out in in the street well like and like when winners are somberly like they had ovens at other camps to burn yeah. them and in gas them. chambers yeah like it it you can tell that it sort of combined like the late 20th century knowledge of the holocaust yeah and trying to like bring it to the forefront but you also have to like sort of be grounded in the reality of like they had no they didn't know clue. a thing they had uh, no fucking clue the line like when again when they're like talking to that one prisoner and nixon like just trying to rationalize is like are these people like prisoners or like criminals like you could tell like deep down he doesn't believe that but like the fact that they just like they need some kind of answer as to why the fuck this would ever happen. And yeah. the answer he can give is like, no, we're just fucking people. We're doctors and musicians and gypsies yeah. and Poles and Jews. Like, Don't say that word! Yeah, I know, Jewish people. No, no, no. Oh, gypsy. Yeah, sorry about Ooh. that. Romani. Yes. Yeah, it's like, you just... It just, they happen to be part of a group that was targeted and but there were like so many other that they couldn't sort of pay homage to at the time because they were so many yeah yeah but it just again and the fact that it wasn't a solely leave gut episode and you have to remind yourself of that such a miss that this is oh, technically yeah. a stupid yeah. thing to do. That this is technically a Nixon episode. I can't swallow that pill. I can't abide. Yeah, because then it's like Nixon it cuts featuring. It's Nixon featuring Liebgott. It's the whole episode. Just... But and then like it cuts back to where they're in the, uh, the the village, and they got the date wrong as well. <laughs> about when Hitler died, which like bothered me. It's very easy. When did okay. Hitler die? Knowing when Hitler died, I thought it was then. I thought it was like a different date. Let me make sure, because I could I be talking it. out. Because I could be talking out my ass. It's oh, such a difficult episode. I think it's <laughs> April April thirtieth, nineteen forty-five. He died, and I think there was like in May or whatever when they said that. Or well, they might have just heard of it. Yeah. yeah, true. But, uh, for whatever reason, Hitler was dead. Well, yeah, there's an episode... An episode yeah. Mm-hmm. Hitler died and episode 9 came to an end. Well, it comes to an end with this exchange between <laughs> David and Nixon, where David says, should have killed himself three years ago. Saved us a lot of trouble. And Nixon's just like, yeah, he should have. Uh, should have killed himself when he last uh, last sort of kick. Last sort of kick from Webster. Was born. Mm. Again, this begs the okay. I will end this then with a with a with a common question. You have a time machine. Do you kill baby Hitler? Yeah. No, no question about it. The fuck do you mean? <laughs> Senna, do you have an answer? Yeah. 
Yes. Everyone's killing baby Hitler. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who's to say that he he didn't he wouldn't have done it? Maybe some other thing. Anti-Semitism was on the rise anyway, but like. Yeah. It's also like the the nationalization of the German people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, if we could have avoided this whole shit show, right? Yeah. Six million Jewish people died, and five million other people. One death of a truly evil man is worth yeah celebrating one life, let alone six million. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. no great mm. question. If yeah. I, I mean, yeah, just like for my great grandmother, just like shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. I think that about does it for why we fight, why they fought. Yeah. Did they know fully? No. No, no they did not. It, but they did it anyway. Um, I think what's best to drive this episode home is that it is painful. It is gut-wrenching, mm-hmm. but it is important. Yeah. If you watch any yeah. episode of this show, watch, watch this episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. Watch every single second, even though you want to puke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, I'm going to say thank you to my guests, Willow, Emma, and Senna. Thank you for you having me. You guys it. have been so great. This was really, really fun. See you guys uh, with one with one more to go. Woo! Woo! Bye. Good luck. Bye. Bye.